Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is Look to the Rock, Part 2. I've done a previous podcast entitled Look to the Rock. Just to remind you, all of my podcasts can be found under Northern Fire at Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Google Play. Some of my podcasts including a seven-part series entitled Hearing the Voice of Yeshua, can be found on my website, northernfire.org. Look to the Rock, Part 2. In my first podcast, Look to the Rock, I took a look at how our Father is, in the Scriptures, known as my rock and my fortress, my rock and my redeemer, my rock and my salvation, and the rock of ages. And in Isaiah 51, verses 1 through 3, we're encouraged to look to the rock, to look through to the rock, our Father, from whom we have come. And then I close that podcast with Psalm 125, verse 1, which says, Those who trust in Jehovah are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. So as we look to the rock, we become like the rock. We become solid as a mountain, and we cannot be moved, even though Father is shaking all things. In John chapter 11, we see our Savior and our Messiah, Yeshua, dealing with shaking. Many things in his life at that time were being shaken. And this is from Haggai chapter 2 and Hebrews chapter 12. Father will once again shake all things. He will shake the heavens. He shake the earth. He will shake all nations. And the purpose of his shaking is that people would turn to the desire of all nations. And that is our Messiah, Yeshua. So in this podcast, I want to look, I want to look at how Yeshua himself dealt with things when his world was shaking. John 11, beginning with verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Yeshua heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Yeshua loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. It points out twice here that Yeshua loved this family. Now, they may have been part of his extended family. They may have been good friends. We know that when Yeshua went up to the feast, he would stay with Lazarus and his sisters. So here's a report A report comes to Yeshua that one that he loves, a good friend of his, is sick. Now this also must have been serious. We find out from chapter 10 that at this time, Yeshua had gone beyond the Jordan to a place uh, that was out of the way. And so he's probably two days journey, maybe more, uh, by, by walking from Bethany. So here's a serious matter. These sisters have sent word at least two days by messenger 
and they would have had to go and look for and find Yeshua. And then Yeshua gets the word. One of your close friends, one that you love, is sick, and it's serious. And the first thing that comes out of Yeshua's mouth is not doubt, is not fear, is not wondering. It's this. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And what we say in Proverbs 18, 21, it says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yeshua in Matthew 12 said, uh, For every idle word men speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. By your words you will be justified. By your words you will be condemned. It's very important what we say when our world is being shaken. When we get a negative report, what is the first thing that we say? So we see here Yeshua. He's looking to the rock. And he's saying, this is going to glorify God and it will glorify me. Now the other thing here is I believe Yeshua knew this was coming. He's saying this sickness is not unto death. And yet he knew. He knew Lazarus was going to die. He knew Lazarus was going to be raised from the dead. In John 5, starting with verse 19, Yeshua said, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son, and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And he will show him greater things than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. I believe Yeshua knew that this was coming. And we see this in verse 6 of John 11 as well. Uh, it says that Yeshua heard a negative report. It's urgent from the sisters that he come because Lazarus is sick. And verse 6, it says, So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, Yeshua stayed two more days in the place where he was. Yeshua was not shaken by this. Yeshua was not afraid. Yeshua knew what was coming. It was the glory of God was coming through this. And he knew that Lazarus needed to die. So looking to the rock in the midst of shaking means knowing ahead of time that negative reports can come and knowing ahead of time that we will say things like all things work together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose, that we quote the scriptures, that we speak what we're seeing from our Father. We say who he is and what he's doing. Continuing on here, John 11, verse 6. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the, to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, Lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Yeshua answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of his world. But if he walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. So, here's another negative in the life of Yeshua. People hate him. And they want to kill him. And his disciples are warning him. You know, lately they've been trying to arrest you. And they sought to stone you. We probably shouldn't go back there. Those around Yeshua 
are doubting and fearful. Here's another statement that comes to him. And here's another statement of Yeshua speaking life into the world around him that's shaking. He says, I am the light. They are the darkness. I'm not afraid. We're going to Bethany. He's looking to the Father who is light. He's speaking his identity. He's speaking the truth about the shaking that's going on. And what Yeshua is really saying here is, I am light. I'm walking in light. I won't be afraid. I won't be afraid of the things that happen in this world. Continuing, verse 11. These things Yeshua said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Yeshua spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Yeshua said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Here's the third issue in Yeshua's life of things shaking. His friend is not only sick, but now he's dead. And his disciples don't believe. They're wavering in their faith. They don't see what Yeshua sees. And Thomas here, well, we might as well go with him. If he dies, we die. Negative thinking. And Yeshua says in the midst of that again, a third time he makes a statement of life. This is happening so that you might believe. This is happening for your sakes, that you might see a miracle and you might believe. Then, Yeshua travels. Like I said, it probably took two days. And when he gets to Bethany, three people, he has three encounters with people who say essentially the same thing. If you had been here, Lazarus would not have died. This is John 11, first of all, verse 21. Now Martha said to Yeshua, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Then in verse 32, Then when Mary came where Yeshua was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then in verse 37, some of the people that had come to comfort the sisters, and some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Here we see Yeshua. He's being reproved for not acting sooner. He's being repro reproved as if you don't care. And he has people here making this an emotional issue. People around him are coming to Yeshua saying, You should have come sooner. If you'd have been here, Lazarus would still be alive. You don't care. Now we understand. These people are grieving. These people don't understand. These people have most likely never seen someone raised from the dead. 
they had seen Yeshua heal the sick over and over again. And there's, I'm not condemning them. We would have done the same thing. They're speaking out of their grief, not out of their faith. And in this environment, this environment of grief, this environment of faith mixed with unbelief, Yeshua makes this glorious statement. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And then he makes another statement. Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Yeshua knows who he is, and he's saying who he is. I'm the resurrection and the life. Yeshua is saying, if you can believe, he's saying to them, trust me, trust the Father. He's saying, look to the rock, look to the thing that cannot be shaken, and you will see your faith grow, you will see the glory of God prevail in these circumstances. Continuing on now uh, in verse 38. Then Yeshua, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Yeshua said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Yeshua said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Yeshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, now don't miss this. He lifted up his eyes and said, Father. I believe Yeshua here is groaning because of their grief and their lack of faith. I'm not, I don't believe he was weeping and groaning because Lazarus was dead. He knew he was bringing Lazarus out of that tomb. He's groaning because of the things around him that are shaking the people around him that he knows and loves are being shaken and they're allowing it to happen. Here, Yeshua is standing on the rock of ages. It says he looked up and he said, Father. That's what it means to look to the rock in the midst of shaking. They took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Yeshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth, Yeshua said to them, Loose him and let him go. Yeshua said, Loose him and let him go. What I see here is that in the midst of shaking in his life, Yeshua speaks two words which are obeyed. The first word he said was, Roll the stone away. There were men there, we don't know who they were or what their names are, but they obeyed his voice and they went and rolled the stone away. There was some bit of faith in them to believe Yeshua and go do what he said. And the second thing that Yeshua 
said that was obeyed. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead came alive and came out of that tomb. Yeshua raises the dead. Yeshua raises the dead. What I read earlier out of John 5, Yeshua does what he sees the Father doing. The Father gives life to the dead. The Father raises the dead. And so the Son does this in like manner. So four things as I wrap this up. Four things in Look to the Rock. Number one, Yeshua did not allow circumstances to make him doubt or fear. Number two, Yeshua knew who he was, and he, he spoke out verbally who he was. I am the resurrection and the life. Number three, Yeshua sees what the Father is doing. And number four, Yeshua speaks with authority to command life to come forth. Now let's apply this to our lives. I have been saying, and I believe this, that Father is shaking all things. What's going on in our world, uh, nations, political situations, floods, earthquakes, wars and rumors of wars, uh, famines, fires, sicknesses, either on a global scale or in your life personally. The devil may have his hand in it, but ultimately Father is doing this for the purpose of waking up his people and waking up those who don't know him, that they'll turn, they'll repent, and they'll cry out and be saved. So maybe your life is like this situation in John 11. Maybe someone you love is sick. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you get a report and you're wondering what to do about the report someone you love is hurting. Maybe you're in a place where people hate you and they want you just to shut up and go back into your house and, and stop talking or leave them alone. Maybe you're getting opposition from people because you're a Christian. Maybe those around you are afraid. Maybe those around you don't see what you see. Maybe you're trying to walk by faith and walk by hope and walk by love and people around you in your family, in your church, where you work, they're wavering in their faith and they say things contrary to faith. They speak negative things around you. And maybe you're being reproved. Maybe people are saying to you, like they said to Jesus, you know, you should have done something sooner here. Why don't you do something about this? Making this an emotional matter, giving into their emotions and wanting you to do the same. Maybe they're grieving and speaking out of their grief and unbelief, and they want you to do the same thing and come down to their level. Maybe something in your life that you had hoped for for years has died. It says in the Proverbs, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Maybe your hope is waning. Maybe something like this you've been hoping for for a long time is being delayed and deferred. And you've got some grief in your heart. Whatever this might be, let's take the example of Yeshua in John 11. And let's look to the rock Yeshua. He is called the stone which the builders rejected, has become the chief cornerstone. He's the chief cornerstone of the life we build on this planet. Yeshua is also referenced as the rock that followed them in the wilderness from which came the living water.
Our Father is, is our rock of ages, and our Savior, Messiah Yeshua, is our chief cornerstone. So as we think about the shaking that is going on in our world, let's, let's do what Jesus did. Let's do what Yeshua did and look to him. Number one, do not allow circumstances to make you doubt or fear. Speak words of faith. Speak words of hope. Speak words of love. Speak the scriptures. Number two, know who you are. You are pearls of great price. You are sons and daughters of our Abba Father. You are warriors in the kingdom of heaven. And you are eternal spirit beings put on this earth in the image of God to be imitators of God. Number three, endeavor to see what the Father's doing. I believe that statement in John chapter 5, verse 19, and following by Yeshua, is not just true of him. He says the Son does what he sees the Father doing. We're sons and we're daughters. And we see in the book of Acts, we see in the writings of Paul, we see in the book of Revelation, the heavens are open to us. We can see in the Spirit through dreams and visions and prophecies in the Scriptures, we can see what our Father's doing and do what he does. And number four, let's speak. Let's speak life. Let's speak with authority. Let's speak life and light and hope. Let's speak righteousness. Let's speak out of our faith. And let's command life to come forth out of our circumstances. Shalom.